Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. Today we have a fantastic episode about the one and only offline TV. Who do you think <laughs> is bigger, mine or yours? If we're going by like just inches circumference around that spot, I think mine. Really? You yeah. think you got a bigger ass than me? <laughs> and we will be answering the question, why are they popular? So, uh, when looking at offline TV, we see that they are a very successful channel. Uh, pretty much a lot of people love them and will kind of support them till the end of time. They have 2.37 million subscribers, but the creators on the channel combined have uh, an unreal number because you have uh, Michael Reeves, 5.6 million, Toast, 3.2 million, Pokey, 6.3 million, Lily, 2.6 million, and Skara, uh, 700,000. So literally, everybody has all these YouTube subscribers, and they have even uh, more of a strong following on Twitch. So we're trying to get to the bottom of what makes this group come together and be so popular and make such good content. Why do people enjoy this group? So if if we go to their most popular videos, I've looked and I've kind of I've watched all of them. It actually wasn't a hard episode to research because I love them so much. But if we look, uh, there is kind of one aspect that runs through their top 10 most popular videos. And that is that uh, a lot of them kind of concern things that like a friend group could do. It's uh, There's two kind, of, two kind of categories. One is kind of like fun like friend group things. And the other is kind of like um, reaction things. Like stuff people reacting to this, reacting to that. Because uh, the most popular one is a, a wireless uh, keyboard break. Now, this is one that was three years old when offline TV was uh, kind of first of a thing, where it was a Fed and Lily they pranked Pokey with a wireless keyboard. And now I, I think I, I think this is successful for a few reasons. Now, it's really old, so that it kind of surprised me because honestly, it's not that snappy of a video. It's kind of slow, but I would say that probably I would assume. This is one of their most viewed videos starting off. This is kind of when it seemed like people kind of realized what offline TV was when it first was a thing. So then that's why people started watching and that's why it had so many views. Or you could get the traffic coming in from uh, people seeing Pokey's reaction live on stream and seeing uh, what they want to see behind it. Now next, this is when it starts to get, I think, into prime offline TV and like actually understanding why they're popular. We have... Uh, hide-and-seek with Michael Reeves. Now, this is before Michael was in offline TV, but uh, it's him uh, playing hide-and-seek with everybody in the house. And this is kind of fun because it just gives, like, it's very improv in the way it doesn't feel like that planned. Like, Michael doesn't even know what's going on. Why the fuck did you bring me here, Albert? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know you were coming. Really? It just feels like, man, like, oh, this is like my friends get together and, like, it's a random let's play hide-and-seek, but, you know, he has a taser and he's chaotic. And uh, it really pulls you in. Uh, they have Michael in the thumbnail with a taser and Yvonne crying. And they say she actually started crying. And like that you want to see why and like what happened. Michael has a taser. That's funny. That's going to pull you in. Now moving on, we actually have uh, kind of like a series of uh, the, uh, the classic lie detector. We'll start with that. That's the, the third most popular. And again, Michael said on the top of the thumbnail. And uh, this is good because this kind of feels like... It's kind of what the viewer wants, you know. You always want to sit down and ask your favorite creators questions. I mean, that hopefully is the future of this podcast where I can ask those questions to creators. 
but people kind of want to sit down and you know they want to ask their creator this and that and it's it's funny to watch that it's like funny to see people answer uncomfortable questions and like we they have to be genuine we, we see throughout youtube there is a trend where people like genuine people you don't want to feel like you're being lied to you don't want to feel like uh it's scripted unless it's like a sketch so when we see this it people getting asked uncomfortable questions and they're literally hooked up to a lie detector uh it kind of somehow still gives an intimate feeling whether we realize that or not do you have a crush on anyone no big lie oh, <laughs> oh that's a fucking humongous one next we kind of got a series of videos there both of them are in uh the most popular and uh that is uh there are two games where they play red flags which is a dating game so you, like, make the perfect uh, boyfriend uh, for the other. And I honestly think this is probably because of the amazing job of clickbait they did. And also, it goes back to the whole friend group thing. People kind of want to see people play in friend groups. Like, let's be honest. A lot of people maybe like board games, but don't have enough friends to play them with. Or, you know, don't have a willing group of friends. Uh, so when... um. You have the chance to kind of see people play a fun board game and people who are very humorous like that. You get excited and you get views. And they clickbait it hard by putting Michael and Lily in one, which actually worked out, and also putting uh, uh, Michael and Pokey in one. And I mean, anything with Pokey that has dating on it generally gets views. Uh, you know, and then we have another game where they play Never I Have Ever. Never Have I Ever. This is an old one. But again, you have the uncomfortable questions. It feels genuine. feels like something a friend would do. And now we have uh, the unboxing videos. So the unboxing videos, uh, first, before I get to that, we'll talk about Fear Pong. Fear Pong, again, has that uncomfortable shock aspect. You see, like, oh, they're genuine, like, uncomfortableness of doing this. But it's, like, kind of crazy, kind of fun. It's not too out there, but it's kind of, like, challenges. Like, they're kind of out of their comfort zone. Something a friend group would do. Beer pong, you know. But it's fear pong. All of that. So. Do you guys have, like, some weird, like, you spent a lot of time on Tumblr. You have some weird fucking fan fiction. Oh, what is it? Make yourself fart. What does that mean? Partner must rub belly. You, what do you read at night? What the fuck is wrong? Wait, this is like partner must rub belly. What does that mean? All together, bringing in the whole friend group. And then we have the unboxing videos. Now there are two unboxing videos in the top ten. Now, why are these successful? Why why do we care about these? Now, I would say these are probably they probably do well because I think they have stuff to react to. I mean, uh, when you can react to something and you have like a lot of material. To, from your fans, too. It's fan interaction. People watch to see what they sent, but they also see people get uh, crazy things. You want to see someone unbox a sword, because, you know, I'm not going to randomly buy a sword, but if I get to watch someone else get a sword for free, that's interesting. And when you have, uh, you know, a group like this that meshes together so well, I think that's where it works. Someone say, hey, Scar, you don't get too many gifts, true. So I wanted to send you something to enjoy. JK, it's for Lily. <laughs> I only have four boxes. Oh, now, no, I have, I now I have three. Now I have three. I feel so bad. Huh? Is that what JK? No, it's for Michael. <laughs> That's where it starts to come out. Like, when you get to this point where, uh, basically, 
you could have people like this all come together and kind of snap off to each other and then they have material because people send them random things. I mean, in one of the thumbnails, Michael is holding a condom and the other, he has a random face mask on. As we can see, uh, <laughs> Michael is kind of uh, a, a trend in the most popular videos in the thumbnail. But uh, when he is in them, and when they have stuff to react to and to play off of, I think that's when they get to their prime. And it also allows people to kind of experience, you know, getting crazy things that they couldn't buy, and but kind of see people opening them. Like, you wouldn't buy a random sword, but you kind of see, want to see what the sword looks like and what it's like to unbox. I feel like that's also the reason, I mean, we're getting a little off track here, but why gaming, YouTube gaming is successful as well. Because I've watched a lot of games because I don't want to buy them myself. Or, like, there's nowhere I can test them and just to watch someone play it. So, you can kind of get a test run with actually, without actually spending money. Now, I think we'll get into the players next. So, what is... I talked about their improv. What does each member of Offline TV bring? Like, what makes this group successful? Now, obviously, I'm going to go with the, you know, the most recent roster... Uh, obviously, you can't ignore that Albert and Fed were kind of great, not great parts, but they were important parts when they were an offline TV. And it's hard not to look back on videos like that and not be upset and kind of weirded out at sometimes and just makes you feel uncomfortable. But it is what it is. I think I'm just going to try to ignore them for now, even though they weren't important at the time just to make it an easier video and less of a drama video. But getting into the players. So, when we look at Offline TV, we have everybody bringing different things, but they're all kind of an equal part because they all have their very funny moments. Like, Toast is like kind of the sarcastic one, but he's the one that is not afraid of dark humor. Go outside and scream whatever opponent requests. Oh, oh, do we want something racist or sexist? <laughs> <laughs> he is not afraid to make that joke. I mean, obviously, they still, as a general as a whole, keep it pretty PG, but he is not afraid to, to go that extra length and kind of, you know, be that dark humor, uh, kind of like ambassador, per se. And uh, he's also kind of has that competitive uh, side to him, where in a lot of intellectual things, he tries to, like, you know, be observant and be the top. And also kind of has this mysterious aura, where he puts himself in situations where he does random things. Like, today, I was just watching the newest video. It came out today. And he, he randomly puts on, I think it's like a pair of, like, fishnets or something to that effect. Of like leggings with just a shirt on just to freak everybody out he has that aspect of randomness to him he'll do it next we're gonna move on to uh lily so lily is like i mean she kind of has that cutesy side you know which kind of uh it offers a lot to a different crowd i mean kind of the opposite of toast but she also has a bit of temper she's not afraid to make fun of people get angry at people and then she gets, like, offended by things Toast does or Michael does. And that's what makes kind of her reaction allows 
a lot of scenes to be a lot funnier. Now, Michael is, a, I wrote down here in my notes, a chaotic uh, force, which is very true. He knows how to kind of flip things on his head, make people laugh, just be random and chaotic. But he also is smart and sensible in other cases, sometimes if you watch them on stream or such. And uh, he does that really well. He can play both sides. And he just does things for a laugh, and sometimes they're so dumb, but he makes it funny. He's like, he's he's in control and out of control at the same time. And it's a really weird uh, thing to watch, but it, it, he amplifies the videos tenfold, I would say. Because I think what I would describe Michael as is he brings other people up really well. He puts people in banter situations or kind of is interacts with people in a way that allows them to be funny. He's a very good booster. Now, Pokey, Pokey is interesting. So she, I've seen different videos. She's really good at playing the part of one of the girls or one of like the guys pretty adaptable. But sometimes she'll side with Lily and sometimes she'll side with like Scar, my own toast. It's funny. And she's very adaptable in that way. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, when any there's, like, a dating game or something or, like, uh, any reference to a boyfriend, she usually comes into play. And she owns it. She knows what people think about her. She knows uh, that she's, it, uh, sadly, an icon in some of a way to a, a younger audience, maybe an older, but, like, people in around her age range. And she owns it. And when she's around friends, she makes fun of it. And I think... Doing that is uh, very valuable and uh, admirable in the sense that you're owning it and you're not like afraid of what's happening. Like one of one of the funniest bits in a while is when uh, you have uh, Lily and Pokey cuddling during Fear Poem, and then Michael finding out, and like Lily makes a joke about getting cuddled by Pokemane, and like Pokey is able to play off that, and I think that's very valuable that you're able to own up now. Fucking spoon my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it again. Scar, Scar is a dark horse, I would say. In the sense that Scar, a lot of times, is not necessarily gonna lead the bit, per se. Like he, he's not exactly going to. Not play the role of Michael and get other people to interact. He just kind of sits back and, like, he knows he has perfect comedic timing. So when he does make the comments or throw in a jab here and there, it is so funny because it's, it's like what, like, <laughs> sometimes it feels like when Ferb talks, although he's more uh, involved than that, but he has really good comedic timing that when it comes from him, it's since he's not really been the main force, it is so funny. And he's not afraid to rip on anyone. It seems like since he... I think he found it offline TV. He's kind of comfortable. That he's he's not afraid to hurt anybody's feelings. Or he, he's not afraid to, you know, knock a few heads when he's making a joke. And I think he does that really well. She believes that you are the most attractive person they've ever seen. So delusional? That doesn't seem like a good thing. Is it your turn? <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Okay, so I looked at the Social Blade. For those who don't know, Social Blade is a site where you get kind of to see YouTube stats. 
and I went to offline TV, and we see two main spikes in that their monthly gain subscribers, which uh, I think would be good to address because then we can address why they're popular, why they're their most popular. So let's look at uh, we have one in December of 2019. Now this one compared to the other one I'm about to talk about is pretty easy to talk. Uh, in December of 2019, that's when Michael joined officially. Michael had been in a few videos before, but that's when, boom, Michael Reeves is in offline TV. Now, this brings such a crowd because, I mean, Michael, since he he's a very popular YouTuber. Like I said, 5 million subscribers. And I think every single one of his videos is over 5 million views. Obviously, has some tens of millions of views. Now, this is important because he only posts like once or twice a month. And he has that loyal fan base. So, to get more content of him is like striking gold. Like, I remember I came from uh, Michael to offline. But not like directly. Like, I was a little delayed. I found them in quarantine, as I said. But when you could say, oh, is it more Michael Reeves? Like, I could just see more jokes of him because he, he only releases videos like once every two months, once a month. So when you get that extra content, you're thrilled. So then when they found, oh, I can see him on offline TV, boom, flooded subscribers. And you can see why that would happen because you, you get, oh, my God, I get more Michael content. I get to see him make more jokes. And then you move in. And, uh, yeah, I mean... That one's pretty easy to describe. Now, the next one it was interesting because uh, the next one was actually October of this year. And at first, I didn't see anything too special. But then you kind of get into it, and uh, we'll talk about why was October popular. Now, first of all, they had four videos in October, which is uh, more than they usually do. They usually do like maybe like two or uh, three a month. But... Uh, they had a lot in October. They had four. So, obviously, this pulls in more views. But, however, these consistently were around 3 million. Like, uh, pretty much all of them. The three I'm focus is focusing on. Because the last one is a Halloween, vid- Halloween video. But I'm co- kind of focusing on this a really good stretch of all, all over 3 million in a row. Like, why do those all get over 3 million? Because uh, if we understand that, then maybe we get... A better sense of why they're popular. So let's look at the first one. The first one is uh, What's in the Box Challenge. So, why do people want to watch What's in the Box? Now, we have regular people doing the extreme, kind of like shock culture. Like, you get that feeling of shock. You're like, oh, whoa, oh, they're doing that? It's like something you wouldn't want to do, but you get to see regular people do. Like, seeing somewhere like Coyote Peterson doing a What's in the Box wouldn't be funny. The man's got stung by every animal. Now, if you see an average person doing it, you get excited because their reactions are real. And uh, they did that really well. Now, this one actually didn't have uh, the full group, which is interesting. I believe uh, Toast was missing. Uh, So, it's interesting that that was successful. But, uh... What I find most interesting about offline TV is a lot of times they have slow starts, but they still get 
all these views. Like, people don't click off immediately, and they still do well. Because, like, uh, they give, like, a teaser, but then they had an ad at the beginning, and then some, like, kind of a slow story part. But in that slow story part, they kind of had personal stories, which I think people like. Again, because everybody loves to learn about their favorite creators. And also, when doing this, What's in the Bosch Towns, which is the shock culture, we, we have their other friends involved, and we get to see their reactions. And seeing other people's re- reacting like you're reacting is generally kind of fun, because you feel like you're involved. You feel like you're part of this uh, peanut gallery that's uh, reacting to uh, Lily Pichu doing What's in the Box. Okay, I'm going off of Yvonne's reactions to my present position. Now, next one, I mean, I don't have to explain a lot, but then we have, it's pretty obvious, we have RoboDog joins offline TV. Now, this was hyped up for a while. A lot of podcasts, a lot of streams, they talked about the possibility of getting this robot dog. And uh, they started up with like a bit of teaser that's really funny. It's kind of skit-like with Michael. And then even, they had an ad after following that, but I think the hype would probably push that through. I wasn't surprised that this one did well, even with the ad. Uh, Everyone is in the video. It's very produced, which uh, makes it really easy to watch. It seems like they really prepared for this and uh, worked up with it. They had like an office reality TV kind of like uh, cuts where like people would be asked questions alone. Very produced. Editing was very quick. It was really easy to watch and really fun to watch. Uh... I mean, some people, you know, may prefer the more off-the-cuff style, but I thought this one was done really well. And they had kind of like a few bits and callbacks to prior videos, which I think excited fans and probably made it successful. Uh, we had, like, reference to Scar being a drinker. <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, we had reference to uh, Pokey and Lily have a relationship and Michael trying to find it out from the fear pong, as I mentioned earlier. All fun things and, and all enjoyable. And I think that's why uh, the video probably ended up doing well. How RoboDog? Because three rich people decided one day, ooh, let's spend $70,000 on a RoboDog. And they did it. Now, uh, for the last video, and out of the last video, with Halloween Maze is the last video, which is like Halloween, but it had like 2 million views instead of 3 million but it pushed it over the edge still. But the next one was, uh, who's the imposter? I don't want out. Now, first of all, again, starts with an ad. Kind of surprised with this. But uh, I would love to see the retention. I don't know if I can get that. But uh, who's the imposter? Kind of plays on the Among Us hype. Host is an imposter, you know. People click when they see imposter now. That's kind of how YouTube works. Now, what's really interesting about this one is I think it does well because the viewer gets to play along with the game. They feel like... They're uh, with the person in the hot seat trying to figure it out. They, again, friend group. Offline TV is all about a friend group and a very genuine friend group. And when you, you get to feel like you're a part of that friend group and when you get to feel like, oh, like I'm playing along, I mean, yeah, th- that does well. It's fun. That's what reels people in. Dara has a very stoic face, a very stone-faced <laughs> one. But now I'm a goofy face. Michael had to cough at the beginning, as if he's inhaling a waffle of wasabi. Lily was also more stoic, but had to like, like, you can this with her mouth? Wait, you're, it's, it's... you're more observant than I thought. Uh, 
don't think it's Pokey. Although she acted very well. She wouldn't wash down Wasabi's matcha. Now, uh, that's pretty much sums it up for October. We have uh, kind of three different videos, but they all have different reasons people like them. A lot of them is viewer interaction. I mean, Robodog is kind of unique in the sense that it's produced, but I think that's also a different style. They have a lot of range as a group. They can do really produced style or just a kind of full-on random video like hide-and-seek. But Broden seems to be doing more produced stuff, although they did have a video where they just randomly jumped around the whole time. I forgot what it was, but it was just for Broden to offline TV builds trust with eggs. Like, that was a random video. It got 3 million views. Like, yeah, they have range. Uh, now, the interesting about the, the series of videos that uh, got uh, 3 million views in uh, October is uh, that all of them had Pokey and Michael in the thumbnail. Not anybody else, just Pokey and Michael. On the same side every time. You had Pokey and Michael, Pokey, Pokey on left, Michael on right, Pokey on left, Michael on right, Pokey on left, Michael on right. And uh, they all did really well, and I think that's interesting, just uh, how it happens. I mean, if we look through all of these videos, it looks like one of them always has Pokey or always has Michael. That seems to be what it is. I here I will go through recent twenty videos. Okay, Pokey's in the thumbnail. Michael, Pokey, Michael, 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 Pokey, 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 and Michael, Pokey. That series, uh, Michael, and then it takes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven videos to get one without Pokey or Michael. Now, uh, if we want to get one without Skara, that takes one. If we want to get one without Lily, that takes one. If we want to get one without Lily or Skara, that takes one. If we want to get... Yeah. You get the point. So, obviously, they're playing off their stronger creators, although just because they're well-known, I would assume. Now, one of, I think, the most successful things about offline TV, getting into our kind of last stance or last topic bit is uh, they plan things really well. And this is kind of on the streaming-wise. I mean, I have uh, a podcast talking about the the offline TV modern Minecraft server. Uh, go listen to that after this if you haven't. But uh, putting it pretty simply, they know how to put things together, and they have a strong friend group that surrounds them. I mean, they have a channel called Offline TV and Friends where they upload clips from their friends. Now... I don't want to lump all their friends into one group because they're all strong separately, but they're kind of known as offline TV and friends. Although I think a lot of them are really funny and strong separately. Like to name a few, like you have a, uh, Peter Park, uh, Quarter J, the Sidion, uh, Asayoshi, uh, Saikuno. It's like Saikuno kind of fits in that too. Like, yeah. So they're really, the group in general is really got it all coming together to make content. Because you have some groups. That's the reason Click faltered. They didn't really play together off. Like they weren't friends off the Click channel. And that people kind of got annoyed by that. But you have 
Willie who invites people like Toast and Michael in to drink. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yeah, you're a good singer. Thank you. Uh, I'm impressed. You have uh, them making this modded Minecraft server and all playing on it. Recently, they made a Rust server. I mean, it, it's 50 plus creators and it has Jacksepticeye, Corpse, XQC, but it is still called the OTV and Friends Rust server. It they create opportunities from them for themselves, which is a very valuable skill for group. Because even though you have all these content groups, I mean. A lot of them don't play together on the regular. Like, not... <laughs> Sometimes they just do, like, these group videos and don't actually hang out. Like, the Sidemen are a good example of people who do, but, like, again, bringing up Click, they do that, and they kind of falter. And Offline TV then creates a strong brand around them, and you go to search them out. Oh, who is Offline TV? What is OTV? And, honestly... When associating themselves with their stronger characters, it brings them out. Like, when looking at Offline, you could think you could associate Valkyrie more with Offline TV uh, than Hunter Thieves based off the people she streams with. They create opportunities for themselves to succeed and people to get together. I would much rather someone play with someone else than play alone. And I think they do a good job of creating those opportunities and making it fun. And uh, I think at this point, this is going to include why has offline TV, why is offline TV so popular? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast again. It's absolutely crazy. I can't get over what, like 200 estimated audience. It's absolutely insane. The Technoblade episode did fantastic. I really love that you guys love that one because I had a great time researching it. That was our best in a while. Uh, I really appreciate everything, guys. Uh, it's honestly awesome. It's uh, it's awesome. I really love doing this. I love this one since uh, it was a channel I love. Just uh, thank you guys so much. and uh, Please continue to watch or listen. Uh, these are going up on YouTube as we speak with all the thumbnails and everything. So hopefully we can catch up soon. Uh, since I'm trying to release uh, one every day uh, on YouTube to then catch up with the current amount. But uh, you can pretty much get them on any platform now. So that's really exciting. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>